This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Healthy eating can sound scary. Does healthy eating mean no more nasi lemak? Does it need to be expensive? Do you have to pick a fancy sounding diet like keto or intermittent fasting? Or are all of these just myths? I'm Dashan Johan and this is Today I Learned. On the show with me today is Lee Zerling. She's a nutritionist. Welcome to the show, Zerling. Let's start with the big picture. A lot of people want to eat healthy but are afraid to. And the reason they are afraid is because many believe that they have to give up all their favourite food from nasi lemak to even tap fan or chicken rice and only eat boiled chicken breast and broccoli. Is this true? Do you have to give up all your favourite dishes to eat healthy? Hi, Dashan. Thank you for having me. Not true, to be honest, because we are trying to educate, we nutritionists or dietitians have been trying to educate the public on how we can eat all kind of, all kinds of foods and stay healthy at the same time. So it's not true that we should give up all of your favorite foods or my favorite foods in order to be healthy. And and also it depends on what kind of favorite food you, you, you are talking about, right? right. <laughs> like just on what you said. Yeah, you said and most of the most important thing is to try to not um having the mindset of avoiding food, but to think about how you can add more to your meal to make it a balanced meal. Yeah, what, this is one of the right. And what do yeah. you mean by balanced meal? Balanced meal means um, your meal consists of carbohydrates, protein, and fruits and vegetables. That's the big umbrella term of um, balanced meal, which is quite a big concept. But when you dive down to it, it's actually using our Malaysian healthy plate to use that as a guideline to to guide you through your macronutrients distribution, which is your carbs, proteins and fats and and fruits and vegetables. Right. And what if your favorite food is ice cream or something like that? You like chocolates, you like chendol, all these kinds of stuff. Um, can you still have them or do you have to completely get rid of them? Um, how much can you take? How do you view these things? Oh, I, I, of course, I do like our local delicacies. I do enjoy our local, des- local delicacies like, right. <laughs> like chendo, <laughs> um, ice, um, ice potong, right? right. Ice cream yeah. potong. <laughs> ice cream potong. <laughs> and all of these local delicacies should and could be part of our healthy meals and healthy diet. Um, it's just the context and also the the dose matters. The dose makes the poison. That's what we usually say. Right. So if you really like those kind of foods, but you know that, for example, chendol, um, it's uh, the the santan is one of the main ingredient for chendol, mm-hmm. which is high in saturated fat. Um, then probably we could try to we can try to reduce the frequency. To for us to be able to enjoy it, but not go overboard at the same time. Yeah. Right. But, so would, yeah. would would you say that when it comes to snacks and and chendols and ice creams and whatever it may be, like moderation is key. Exactly, Dashan. Yeah, this right. is what we have been trying to tell the audience or or the population where, if you know that eighty percent of the time you have been eating well, you have been eating nutritious meals, you have been nourishing your body. It's okay to to have some indulgence once in a while or or even during your holiday seasons or maybe upcoming raya season. 
please go on and have that <laughs> indulgence and enjoy the family, enjoy the time with your family and enjoy the food with your family because that those are part of your culture. So it wouldn't be fair for you to strip your culture out from your identity in order to be healthy, like very, very super healthy. No, it's it's not a good way to live your life, I, I say. I would right. Say. Here's another thing mm-hmm. I tend to hear sometimes is this idea that, okay, if you want to start losing weight, you just cut out all your rice, cut out all bread, cut out carbs, and you know you just eat proteins, uh, just eat vegetables and things like that. Um, you know, this, this concept that if I want to lose weight and get fit, I need to stop eating carbs. Um, where does mm. this concept come from? Um, and is that, does it, is that a myth also or does it hold some facts in it? I would say it is still considered as a myth right? because we, are, we were talking about losing weight. Mm. So if we want to lose weight, creating calories deficit will help you to lose weight. Avoiding any kind of food wouldn't help you to lose weight if you are still having calorie surplus every day. Calorie right. surplus, that means you are having uh, calories, you, you, your calories in is more than calories out, mm-hmm. right? So the bigger concept here is to lose weight, you have to create a calorie deficit. Doesn't matter how you distribute your uh, macronutrients like carbs, proteins, or fats. Yeah, R- so R- that is, yeah, that is actually kind uh, another kind of misconception that people is having. And mm-hmm. I think people often demonize carbs right. and think that this is the culprit <laughs> of the weight gain. It's probably, probably because um, most of the food that comes with carbs are also high in calories and fat. For example, right. pastry, baked goods. So if they stop eating carbs, usually they have to stop eating those baked goods, right, pastries. Right. Yes. So that's that could be one of the reasons why but, they but do you think people personally if you are you are my own client right then I would say please continue to eat like what you have been eating, but I will help you to try to make it into a more balanced meal. So that mm-hmm. means uh, most of us in Malaysia or at least in Asia. We are ha- we are having carbs all this while, right? <laughs> so yes, so I would say please continue to have carbs, but try to go for high quality carbs like whole grains, um, whole grains, uh, whole grain products, um, brown rice, or those that comes with fiber that right. that will actually provide more um, nutrients than the usual one. But I it doesn't mean that the not not the normal uh, non whole grain. Uh, uh, carbs sources are bad. It's just that if you are trying to be more mindful about your food, then we can try to slowly switch it to um, whole grain version. Yeah. Right. So now you brought up something interesting. You said you said it doesn't mean that you know that other version of carbs. Let's say you're talking about white rice or regular yes. bread or anything is bad. Um, is there mm. such a thing as good foods and bad foods? Um, how do you look at it? So it's a very good question because there are, there are a lot of people out there um has been having this kind of mindset in their yeah have has been have been having this kind of mindset for quite a long time where they categorize food as good and bad right. which is 
not really a good mindset to have if you are trying to establish a healthy um, lifestyle because those mindset can lead you to uh, all or nothing behavior like, oh, today I had one piece of cookie. Today I had nasi lemak. Um, I'm doing bad today. So I might as well just um, stop eating healthy today and start over tomorrow. So right. that, yes. yes, I have that so habit. That is also, <laughs> do you? <laughs> yeah. So how how does what that habit, how does that habit how does that habit come come about? Because I have that that kind of mindset also. I mean, I think a lot of people do. You rightfully put, you know, this thing that all of nothing. So I feel like okay, today I must start eating healthy. But then okay lah, during during work working hours, uh, my boss or someone, my colleague say, oh, do you want to try a jam tart? So I eat the jam tart. Then I'm like, okay lah, I break my healthy ready. Never mind. We start on Monday. <laughs> 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 is this is this a problem? Yes, because when when you view food this way, it's very easy for you to like like what you have been experiencing. Um, oh, I had bad food today, so I I feel bad. My body is bad, so <laughs> I have to eat clean the other day to compensate right. um, whatever I I didn't do right yesterday. So this is not a healthy mindset mm-hmm. to begin with when you are trying to establish healthy habits, because healthy habits is all about sustainable flexible and whether you like it or not right so if yes so if you have this bad food and good food kind of concept um it's very easy uh to lead it in a more serious way it mm-hmm. might lead you to eating disorder right, right. because of all these kind of mindset Okay. Zilling, earlier you brought up this concept mm. calories in, calories out. And that is something that I've uh, heard a lot recently. Like when I watch fitness videos, for example, and, and you know, they bring up this concept that, you know, if you want to weight, weight loss is your primary concern, then you just have to focus on calories in, calories out. And some even go as far as to say that, okay, let's say you're, you're 100 kilos and you want to cut to 80 kilos if you're going through like bodybuilding mm. and you're cutting or whatever. And you can even mm. just uh, consume fast food because fast food, um, you know, sometimes it may be a burger and it may just have like 200, 300 calories or whatever it may be, uh, depending on the burger. They say it's like fast food, it's an easy way to track calories and ultimately what matters when it comes to weight loss is calories in calories out. So it doesn't matter. You can have burgers for lunch, dinner, anything. And as long as you're eating that whatever calorie target that you're supposed to hit, then you can lose weight. Um, How do you view this? How important is this concept calories in calories out when it comes to um, healthy eating or leading a healthy lifestyle? I would say technically, what you heard was it was right. It's okay. actually, yeah, calories in and out. It's all that matters when it comes to losing weight. Mm. But if you want to be healthy and lose weight at the same time, there are a lot more factors to consider than just calories and calories in and out. So, like for example, what you said, you can have um fast food every day mm-hmm. uh, to help you to achieve your calories target. And, and still lose weight at the same time. But you might not experience, you might not be having your best uh, state of mind and state of your body, even even um, your, your body state when you're having fast food all day as well. Because most of the fast food might not be providing you enough nutrients that we need our body to function optimally. 
do you think that, that there's too much emphasis, like sometimes when people are unhappy with their bodies or anything like that, whatever it may be, where people want to start their so-called um, healthy journey or fitness journey, mm. do you think that a lot of people have the wrong mindset to start with because their mindset is, I want to lose weight rather than I want to be healthy. And if your focus is just losing weight, then you know, just not eating or eating fast food, that can also help you lose weight, right? So do you think the mindset needs to be healthy rather than just losing weight? I would say in long run, yes, we do need to um, slowly adjust the mindset to establishing healthy long-term habits rather than focusing on losing weight. But I wouldn't deny that some of the people do have some short-term goals that they want to achieve. Right. So it's very dismissive for me to tell them, hey, you shouldn't be focusing on Mm -hmm. losing weight. If that's what they want to do now and um, they know that there is there are some risks of gaining their weight back after they go back to the normal diet, normal normal schedule, and they still want to do that, yes, they can go on with that. And right. as long as they, they have the informed, they, they get their informed um, information, they get information from um, accredited nutritionists or dietitians, and they make informed decisions. Right. So it's not up to us to decide whether you want to lose weight or not. If that's your goal, then go on. It's okay. But at least you have to make informed decisions. Right. I think that's really well said. Mm. Now, Zeling, mm. you know, health, healthy eating and just the healthy fitness lifestyle, um, healthy eating lifestyle, and all it's becoming a trend. And I and I think that's a great trend. Um, a lot of things become trends. Why not something that is actually beneficial? But with that comes um, you know, the business side of it and all of that. So, you know, mm. the marketing side of it and all. So there are many shops these days um, that caters mm. to healthy eating. And when you go on mm. a food delivery app and you just type there healthy, you'll get, you know, it can be very scary because you get a variety, but it's like cauliflower rice, 20 ringgit, you know, and, and this mm. can, it can be this, it can lead to this belief, um, you know, that, eating healthy needs to be expensive. Um, is that true? Does mm. eating healthy need to be expensive? No, it's, it's <laughs> not true. It's definitely not true. It's um, it's actually quite a big misconception people having here. And probably it's, it is rooted in, like what you said, highly marketed, monotonous image of healthy meal. Right. Because most of the healthy meal you see on the internet or on those uh, health food delivery company the the look of it the look of those meal looks very similar across different companies uh, even across different countries Mm. so people tend to think that oh this is how it should look like how should how how a healthy meal should look like but People won't think. People don't usually see, for example, porridge served with stir fry vegetables, drizzled with sesame oil and soy sauce, as healthy meal. Ah. It's yeah, it's very difficult to market that as healthy meal compared to those. I would say, um, yeah, it, this is this is a little bit <laughs> um, controversial, but most of the healthy meal looks very European centric, right? It looks like a very whitewash kind of meal, you know. Uh-huh, absolutely. <laughs> so those those food are usually um, imported. Most most of the ingredients, like for example, avocado, salmon, kale, um, 
all these fancy food that looks healthy, they are definitely healthy. It's just, it is not local. So once it is not local, the price is going to hike up. What I'm telling here is that people just need to try to be more, um, maybe more creative in getting different sorts of, uh, different sources of meals from our local vendors or local local food store even. Like, for example, the most affordable, healthy meal that we can get is actually from Chakfan. Chakfan right. is, yeah, <laughs> so many varieties there. And you can actually create balanced meals um, from day to day with different dishes. So, yeah, right. just trying to, I'm just trying to remind everyone that uh, we can be a little bit more creative in utilizing whatever resources around us to eat yeah. healthy. You did, yeah, you don't need to go all out there. You know, spend food, spend a lot of money. On the show with me today is nutritionist Lisa Ling. After the break, we bust more myths on healthy eating. We'll be back with more on Today I Learned, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Today I Learned. I'm Dashan Johan and on the show with me today is Lisa Ling. She's a nutritionist and she's helping me bust some myths on healthy eating. So Zerling, another thing that is a trend, um, uh, admittedly I enjoy drinking it as well and this is uh, cold-pressed mm-hmm. juices, right? Oh. Uh, are cold-pressed juices super healthy? Because there is this idea these days that, okay, um, if I want to skip a meal uh, or anything, then I just go and get a cold-pressed juice and you know, they will have all sorts of add-ons, protein add-on. You, you see it in all shopping malls and so on and so forth. They, a lot, every shopping mall has a cold press um, store these days, uh, cold press juice store. Um, are these like uh, super healthy? And let's say if you're lazy to eat fruits and vegetables, can, can they just replace uh, eating, eating fruits and vegetables uh, altogether? Or, or how, how do you look at cold press juices? Um, cold press juice... It doesn't necessarily much healthier than the usual juice. If we are comparing it with the usual juice we have that 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 we use blender to 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 produce, right. okay? Because cold pressed juice is um they produce in a different way where um they use high high uh, use a hydraulic press to extract juice from fruit and vegetables. So they marketed they market this as um higher nutrients because of less heat and um, all the mechanics involved in the blender. Mm. So I would say there aren't, there is no solid study to prove that cold-pressed juice is, is having higher nutrients than the normal fresh juices. Right. So yes, so it's, it's, it, really, it really depends on your availability, your preferences, preferences when it comes to uh, juice that prepared in different way and um, whether you can use cold pressed juice to replace one of a meal or not it still depends still go back to we still have to go back to the basic mm. whether this particular juice or even smoothie because if you say juice juice that means it's just fruits and vegetables but if you are talking about smoothie, then that means it might contain carbs, protein, fats, all these three right. macronutrients that we have to have in our in one meal. So if you really need to get 
something into your stomach, but you don't have enough time and you would like to go for juice or smoothie, then go back to basic. Check whether this particular juice or this particular smoothie contain, uh, contains carbs, fats, and protein or not. Right. That's one of the things. Hmm. Is there a difference um, between, let's say, if you take an orange, right, and you, mm-hmm. and you peel the orange and you put the whole, just the whole orange, peeled orange in a blender and you blend it and you just drink the whole thing versus juicing it and just extracting the juice? Is there a health difference uh, b- between one and another? Mm, mm. So if uh, if you are doing it in blender, yeah. there is a little bit more fiber mm-hmm. than those you are doing it in juicer or cold press one. Because cold press one, you are basically not using all those um, fibrous part of the fruit. But I, I would say the difference is not... The, there is not much difference between co-pressed juice and fresh juice. But um, it it shouldn't be your only fruits and vegetables intake in a day if right. you are trying to have more of fruits and vegetables. But, <laughs> however, <laughs> another but, on the other side, if you are, you are someone who really don't have time or really don't have that... Um, preferences towards fruits and vegetables and having cold pressed juice is one of your ways to help you to get more fruits and vegetables into your body then I would say for now it is your best option but slowly in long term you will need to try to train your palate to eat whole fruits and vegetables these days, there's a push for a lot of people to be vegan uh, for ethical uh, reasons and whatnot, which I think is it's, it's a good movement in, in that sense. But, um, you know, some people, they're like, oh, I want to get vegan, but, you know, I'm hitting the gym. Uh, I cannot hit the gym and be vegan because there's no protein, all those things. So I need to eat, you know, either beef steaks or, or chicken breasts and, and things like that. Um, is that true that, you know, you cannot have a wholesome, nutritious, um, balanced meal, getting all the protein intake that, that's necessary and fat intake that's necessary um, if you're choosing to go vegan? It's not true. Mm. <laughs> because um, there are lots, there are actually a lot of vegan protein options that are also quite affordable right. um, for vegan bodybuilders or even vegan elite athletes to, to get their protein. For example, lentils, beans, soy products like tofu and tempeh, which is also very accessible locally, mm-hmm. soy milk, nuts, seeds, and nut butter. So there are lots of options out there. And even for now, because of this vegan movement, it's, it's going strong. Right. <laughs> and there are a lot, a lot of more um, protein options out there for, for those vegan bodybuilders or athletes to, to, go, to, go, to get their protein uh, into their system, so it's it's actually not uh, it's actually a, a myth mm. to say that oh I'm going vegan so um I I can't really perform well I can't get enough protein no Zilling, are fats um bad for you no <laughs> no not at all <laughs> not at all because um fats are really it's fats are one of the important nutrients that keep us alive actually. 
Mm. Um, for example, it is one of the important components in our brain, right. skin, and also hormones. So if we don't have enough fats, we don't produce enough hormones, and it's actually it's actually quite dangerous for female because a lot of our um, menstruation relies a lot on right. our hormones. So if we don't have enough fat, we might go into a state of amenorrhea, which is lack of menstruation for up to three months or even longer. So it's not it's not a good um, choice to eliminate fat from right. your diet. We mm-hmm. would like to focus more on getting unsaturated fats like poly or monounsaturated fats. So the most common one yeah, is omega three. We are all, all of us. I'm sure, pretty sure all of us have heard of omega three. Right. So omega three is one of it, and um, those food, those poly or monounsaturated fats can be found in lots of food like salmon, nuts and seeds, vegetables, vegetable oils. So um, these are the good fats that we want to focus on. While um, we might need to reduce on the intake of saturated fat, which is the fat that usually come usually comes from animal fat. Like pork lard or, or chicken fat, and um, some of it. Uh, it's coming also. It's also coming from santan, coconut, ah, coconut oil, right. palm oil. Yeah. Right. So those we might need to reduce our intake to not more than ten percent of calories, total calories intake per day. Right. So that's okay. that's the guideline, lah. Mm. Mm. So breakfast, right? Um, so that's something that you know when we grow up, uh, when we are growing up, um, it's something we hear on the TV. It's something that a lot of our parents tell us, our grandparents, and whatnot. Um, it's this idea that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. But at the same time, um, these days, um, you have things like intermittent fasting and whatnot, which I'll get to after this question. But you have all these things where. They say, okay, you can just skip breakfast altogether. You don't need to eat three meals a day and, and so on and so forth. So what is the, the reality here? How is breakfast the most important meal of the day? Um, I, I, wouldn't, I would like to say that we don't really need to put too much emphasis on breakfast. Like, like people put too much emphasis on breakfast where it's so important that if you miss it, that means you are going to have a very bad uh, body. You are right. going to have a very bad. Right. So I would say to get a more neutral point where three meals, well, all of our three meals in a day are important. Mm. Breakfast is important is because it helps us to get the first few of the day and help us to, to get the energy and get our day going. And if we choose our breakfast, um, if, if we get our breakfast right, I wouldn't say right, or we have balanced meal. Yeah. If we right. have balanced breakfast, mm-hmm. then throughout the day, you will get, you wouldn't feel hungry so easily. You might have better food choice uh, on, on, on the, end of the day throughout throughout your day actually mm-hmm. because if you had probably um, a less nutritious breakfast then it might affect your food choices towards the end of the day 
Right. That's also probably because people have people people have has been saying that oh breakfast is the most important meal of the day because of this and that. It's kind I I would say it's true, but also it's not true at the same time because some of the people they just cannot they just can't eat breakfast in the morning. It's not in it it doesn't fit their lifestyle. Okay. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't fit their lifestyle. It doesn't fit their preferences. Their body just can't take it. So why forcing them to do so when it's stressing them out to have breakfast? Mm. And that might do more harm than good uh, for them to have breakfast. Right. So, but as a general guideline, then do you still recommend three meals? Like just as a general guideline for the average mm. person, do you, would you still recommend that follow that three meals a day formula um, breakfast lunch dinner i would say regular meal okay if yes regular meal because regular meal will help you to sustain your energy throughout the day but mm. whether is it breakfast lunch or dinner it really depends on your schedule your your, your time availability your food accessibility and some people they just maybe at the certain of the time they just can't get enough food so they might need to delay that particular meal to, to the to, to a later period. So I would say regular meal it's it's important so so that you can get get enough energy to sustain you throughout the day. And whether it's breakfast, lunch or dinner, huh. it really mm, yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter much. But regular meal, yes. So another thing, right, when we look at this whole um healthy eating trend that has um, come about is I've also heard this from people, right? Where where you tell people that okay, I'm thinking of um, beginning my healthy eating journey, and then they and then the person will be like, "Hey, have you heard of this thing called keto diet? I've been trying this keto diet. Or oh, have you heard of this intermittent fasting? I've been trying that. So um, you also should do that. Uh, these are you know these these are big buzzwords you you hear in in on social mm-hmm. media these days on when mm-hmm. you re- watch fitness videos and whatnot. Uh, how true or how much weight uh, do we have to give uh, how much credit do we have to give uh, these sorts of diets and things like that if someone wants to start a healthy eating journey um, if they want to lead a healthy uh, lead a healthy lifestyle do they have to pick one of these fancy uh, um, fancy sounding diet plans keto diet intermittent fasting and so on and so forth or can they just you know just eat nutritious uh, fairly balanced breakfast lunch dinner and just go on with their lives <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yes all those fancy sounding uh diet right mm-hmm. so i i would say um generally all of us don't really need to have a rigid dietary practice in order to be healthy mm. all these diet um like keto diet intermittent fasting tend to complicate things um, where people have to follow certain rules in order to be healthy, so-called, like mm-hmm. healthy, quote-unquote healthy. But um, all of these, I would say they are just merely a tool, a tool to help us to achieve calories deficit. Most of the time, people want to, they, they go into this kind of, this diet is, is to lose weight. Right. That's their, that's their main reason that. Mm-hmm. So, if they want to lose weight and if they find any one of these practice dietary practice uh it's working on them it's okay they can try try to do that 
with supervision, of course. Right. With correct information because um, most of the time, people have all these misconception where, oh, keto diet should do, 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 do this, but they have a lot of um, pseudoscience and also mm-hmm. misinformation behind those diets. That's the thing that is worrying. The, the diet itself could be, can be very neutral. It can be just one of the tools that you use um, in certain period and then you feel like, oh, okay, it's, it's done and I feel like I want to get back to um, the usual diet, usual usual schedule, then you can, you can just go back to usual schedule. But it's the people and also the misinform- misinformation behind those diets that, that, that keep people... Um, make making keep keep people making the wrong decision. Right, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So mm-hmm, yeah, if yeah. if anyone they want to practice any of these dietary diet uh, diet diet and they feel like this fits their lifestyle, they can have my full support. But my support doesn't extend to tolerating uh, misinformation that happening around those diet. Yeah, absolutely. Now, speaking of, you know, buzzwords and, and social media and all, um, a lot of people, they view, uh, they, they watch, uh, you know, YouTubers and all these uh, Instagrammers and all that um, to get motivation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great, a uh, fitness motivation. But mm-hmm. a lot of times, um, you know, especially like, let's say, super popular um, influencers or whatever it may be, you know, they'll start, you know, when, when they talk about in, in their fitness videos, you will see them, okay, here's what I have for breakfast, lunch, you know, and then they will make protein shakes, they'll take creatine, they'll take amino acids, they'll take vitamin D, you know, you'll <laughs> see a like a muscular person and you'll be like, oh, that's what I want. So I need to start taking this, 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 this. And if you're someone who just, you know, today you decide, I want to start my healthy journey. Do you need to buy all these supplements? If that's the case, no. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Because put first supplements later, like much, much, much later. For for beginner or even novice like us, Mm -hmm. we don't really need um, supplements um, for us to be healthy. Because what we ultimately want is just improve our overall well-being. And that's it. We don't really need that much supplement to help us to increase performance because when it comes to um, uh, elite athlete and and competitive bodybuilders, they do need those to help them to improve their performance and it help them to recover faster mm-hmm. and 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 also get them uh, to have more, for example, protein to get more protein into their body without stuffing themselves with ten. 12, 20 pieces of chicken breast. <laughs> yeah, so they do right. need that high amount of protein. But for us, for beginners or for normal people like us, we don't that we don't need that much um protein or we don't need that much of other supplements too. We don't. All right. Okay, this has been a really, really fun conversation, very insightful as well. Before we wrap up, Zling, um, just mm. as a final message or, or some closing thoughts. Uh, perhaps you can share just your philosophy, like a general philosophy or approach to eating healthy. My philosophy is to add, not avoid, increase your variety and have fun. <laughs> because 
Yeah, it, you're you're living. You're trying. You're the you're a human being, not mm-hmm. a human doing. So you <laughs> want to you just want to be here, right? To to live your life, and if you're trying to stress yourself out just because you want to be healthy, that doesn't really translate to a, an overall well uh, being. So yeah, wellness should include mental health wellness too. And also good social circle, and also, um, and and also good relationship with food too. Right. So yeah. On that note, thanks so much for speaking with me today, Zeling. That was Lisa Ling. She's a nutritionist. If you missed any part of our conversation, you can check us out on podcast. We're available on the BFM app, bfm.my, or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Dashran Johan, and this has been Today I Learned, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.